0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Aquademia Podcast. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm Justin Grant.
1: And I'm, at a Cassidy. And... <laughs> and I'm <laughs> Maddie Cassidy. And I'm Cassidy. Can't get her last
0: name right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Maddie's not here with us today. She had uh, some other obligations and um, so it's going to be just the two of us flying today. It's going to be... Quick episode, as you may know, you know, around the end of the year, once the holidays come around, we start doing a couple shorter episodes uh, just because we're just as busy as everyone else at the end of the year, and but we still wanted to make sure we got something out to you, so we got a little fun episode talking about Thanksgiving since... The release week of this episode is about Thanksgiving, so we'll get into that in a minute. But as always, before we do, make sure you subscribe to Aquademia wherever podcasts are podcasts. We are there.
1: Yeah, reach us two ways on social at Pod. Send us an email, podcast at AquacultureAlliance.org. That's right.
0: And if you are able to, if you can spare a couple of minutes... Please leave us a five star rating and review wherever you listen, particularly Apple Podcasts. I know most of our listeners use Apple Podcasts to listen to us. If you leave us a nice rating and and written review there, it really helps us kind of get into that algorithm and and boost up our uh, ratings so we can get higher, get onto more ears. So, with that, let's get into it.
1: Welcome to the Aquademia Podcast. Our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. I mean, we desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go-to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. So,
0: happy Thanksgiving. It's coming up.
1: Yes, right around the corner. This episode, although we're labeling it as a Thanksgiving episode, this is going to be useful to anyone that wants to incorporate more seafood into their family's diet, really. And we're looking at Thanksgiving as a big meal that uh, here in the United States we, we target what turkey, stuffing, potatoes, cranberry sauce. Uh, what's your favorite? Yeah. Uh, Everything. I don't know. I'm a big <laughs> stuffing fan. But... Here's the thing.
0: That's what we all have in America in our Thanksgiving dinners. But there's actually no record of really what was served at, quote, the first Thanksgiving. So I was talking with Sam and we were talking about like, oh, what are we going to contribute? Like Sam makes really good candied yams and we're going to bring that to our Thanksgiving dinner. But I was like, we should bring like shrimp cocktail because I love shrimp cocktail. And that started a small discussion of like, why don't we ever eat seafood at Thanksgiving? And we actually talked about this a little bit last year when we did our interview with Chef Chris Holland, he talked about how he actually does lobster on Thanksgiving instead of turkey. So, like, we talked about how to incorporate some seafood into into your Thanksgiving dinner a little bit. But I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole of, well, was there seafood at the first Thanksgiving? You know, in America, when we grow up, we always learn about Thanksgiving when you're in, like, elementary school, right? And you watch like a cartoon depiction of, quote, the first Thanksgiving, where it was like a bunch of pilgrims and they invited a massive amount of Native Americans to come right after a successful harvest and celebrate with a big feast. And it's, it's, there's,
1: you may be aging us when you, when you say that, Sean. I don't know. I, I wonder how, yeah, they still teach that many years. If they, I don't know know if they still teach that or not. If they do, I'll have to ask, I'll have to ask my daughter. She's in first grade if she's coloring in pictures of like a giant. Turkey with that little, the the white little, and the hat with the the belt on it, the legs there.
0: But, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, so (laughs) that's the history that we are taught. There's a lot of, Mm -hmm. you know, land stealing and genocide history that we're not taught as children. But what we are taught is yeah, the first yeah. Thanksgiving. And it's basically that the colonists got together with the Native Americans in a moment of peace and and had a big feast to celebrate a successful harvest after a very long and grueling trip across the ocean where they lost many people. So, um, you know, the, Indi- the Indians, they, they used to call them Indians, the Native Americans, reached out their hands to help these people and, and you know, help them with the harvest and all that. So... It's a, it's a nice story that we're all taught, but basically what it comes down to is every Thanksgiving families get together and have a big turkey feast, like you said, with, all, with turkey and then all of the extras. But believe it or not, it's likely that probably half or maybe even more of that feast was seafood because this was in New England. It was on the coast of Massachusetts and seafood was a massive resource for them. Uh says culinary historians believe that much of the Thanksgiving meal on the first Thanksgiving consisted of seafood, which is often absent from today's menus, which is interesting. Mussels in particular. And I know you love mussels. You should make some mussels for Thanksgiving this year.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: they were abundant in New England and could be easily harvested because they clung to rocks along the shoreline. Still the case today. Uh, these colonists occasionally serve mussels with curds, which is a dairy product similar to the consistency of cottage cheese, lobster, bass, clams, and oysters also may have been part of the feast. So, colonist Edward Winslow described the bounty of seafood near Plymouth. Our bay is full of lobsters all the summer and affordeth a variety of other fish. In September, we can take a hogshead of eel in at night with small labor and can dig them out of their beds all winter. We have mussels at our doors. Oysters, we have none near, but we can have them brought by the Indians when we will. So, it's likely that there was a lot of seafood at the first Thanksgiving. So... With that in mind, what would you do to add seafood to your Thanksgiving dinner?
1: I think the timing of this episode is good because we are still in the midst of a pandemic to date this episode. It's November 2020. A lot of countries, not just the United States, are really struggling maintaining this. Now, that the weather is starting to get colder in parts of the world, and people are indoors, school is back in session. But because of that, restrictions are being put into place on what sort of guidelines you should follow when you're celebrating a holiday like Thanksgiving and potentially Christmas down the road for for myself, that they're suggesting smaller groups or or no groups at all. So given that, it's already going to be a non-traditional type Thanksgiving for many, many people. And I think because of that, this would be the perfect time to maybe explore something that isn't Mm -hmm. traditional. And seafood is a perfect example of that. Uh, And we've had episodes in the past where we talk about how to incorporate seafood into your diet more, your family's diet, kids' diet. I think we did a specific yeah episode. Which that episode is coming. There's a lot of people that want us to talk about more to
0: talk more about how to get kids to eat seafood. So don't worry, that episode's coming. Sorry to interrupt.
1: No, uh, uh, but to your point, I mean, I'm I have the luxury to live like right on the coast here in Maine, so I have fresh seafood (laughs) readily available. And to your point, maybe mussels will be in, on the plate this year for for Thanksgiving. My daughter, who is six, loves mussels, which I think when I was a kid, I was more turned off by the, the fact that it was a shell and something mm. slimy inside. And then when you get over that piece and then you cook it a certain way to add that garlic and that, Ooh, okay. white wine it is uh yeah
0: I, we need to get noella and harper together at some point because harper won't try anything new but if noella can like
1: you will probably have to explain who harper is not, harper is my, my daughter, daughter I just don't know.
0: noella is <laughs> justin's daughter if she can kind of show her the way that like this is delicious mm-hmm. that would be helpful because i got harper to try popcorn for the first time yesterday and she, didn't like it. she just will not try new foods. It's really hard to get her to try new foods. So <laughs> getting her to try something like mussels does seems like an impossibility, but yeah. you know, when we have someone on that can get more in depth on how to get kids to try seafood, that that's going to be really helpful. So, Noah actually has some recommendations for getting fish uh, into your Thanksgiving festivities, and, it, and a lot of it says uh, offer your guests some lighter meal options as an added bonus. So like mussels are a good appetizer. Or you know the um like the salmon hors d'oeuvres that you can get at a lot of at a lot of venues, mm-hmm. um that that would be you know a good option too, salmon with broccoli, uh, pecan sauce. There's a lot of options here, and it says one thing that it actually says is lionfish is a recommendation. If are you looking to replace the main dish altogether, what about turkey fish, better known as lionfish? They're an invasive species in the U.S. Caribbean and parts of the Gulf of Mexico. Some whole food stores and other grocers sell lionfish, uh, and they can provide buyers with suggestions on how to prepare them. But be sure to ask whether the grocer is trained to safely remove the poisonous spines for you. <laughs> so if you're feeling a little risky, <laughs> you can have lionfish. Oh, geez. With a little planning, you yeah, can help the s- environment. the bar
1: really hard with the first option here. Yeah, it
0: says with a little planning, you can help the environment and serve your guests a heart-healthy dish that may be poisonous. Um, If lionfish aren't readily available in your area, other sustainable seafood dishes will delight your guests and allow your creativity to shine like pollock or halibut or maybe even just clam chowder. I feel like clam chowder is a good addition because Thanksgiving dinner is all like comfort food. It's like mashed potatoes and gravy and biscuits and stuffing and squash. It's all like wintry, warming, comfort food. So I feel like clam chowder would be a good appetizer for that. And then it also just, it, it, it urges people to eat local. So whatever you have in your area that is local, that is a, a really good option. Especially right now during this pandemic because, you know, we always, we encourage people to shop small and, and eat small. Like if you can support your small local businesses, that's ideal. So what we have done is we found an article on nomlist.com. And it's just a bunch of recipes uh for seafood dishes that you can serve at thanksgiving it's called the ultimate guide to a seafood thanksgiving a lot of these are kind of in replacement of the main traditional meal which i know a lot of people probably don't want to do that but there's some delicious sounding uh recipes on here that you can check out and i highly recommend you guys add some seafood to your thanksgiving and be thankful for it you have anything else you want to add oh another i wanted to talk about that's completely off topic is these trading cards did you see the trading cards justin
1: yeah i i did very creative in the response. How awesome that. is that? I, I actually think that is a genius idea. It
0: is. So, so if we, you don't know what I'm talking about, in in Japan, there's some fisheries uh, companies that are starting this marketing initiative of making trading cards of their fishermen. And it's like a collect them all kind of thing. It reminds me of, um, my daughters are really into Monsters, Inc. right now. And in Monsters University, they talk about having scarer cards, which is just like the the people who work to like, create the energy for their world, but they have, like, trading them. And it's, like, the same thing with this. It's, like, you collect these fishermen trading cards, um, and, like, that's just part of the marketing uh, initiative. And I think that's awesome and hilarious at the same time. But I wish – I would love to get something going like that in the U.S. It probably wouldn't take off over here, but – I, just, I loved that. That was just a fun little article I, I saw.
1: That would be a, a, when you look at having a school-age curriculum to teach sustainability, especially within the seafood industry and how important it is. If you had that as a handout, right, like some of the I, – I don't know how we would determine who would be on the card. I mean, obviously, the – collectible would be the aquademia podcast right. card. when you that's that. like the,
0: the shiny foil card that like you know is, is coveted yeah, very
1: special it's only in one in two thousand yeah, that's the coveted very card rare. the
0: aquademia one it's it's <laughs> pink metallic it's that salmon color that we, it's like shiny like a hologram
1: <laughs> hey, there you go. that's what they called them right i think in the marvel universe or if there's any of our sci-fi marvel superhero fanatics out there that are listening the hologram cards they know about the hologram cards yeah yeah there used to sure. be a technique for feeling uh, a pack of marvel cards if you knew that the hologram was in the pack or not yeah i didn't know how to do it but there were a few friends who claimed they did
0: well i'll say this if any of our listeners are in japan or japan adjacent and they are able to get their hands on some of these fishermen trading cards send us an email because i would love to I mean, I'll pay for the shipping. I would love to get some of these fishermen trading cards. I just, I think that's great, and I don't know if I can order them online.
1: Can we link the article in the show notes yeah, so if anyone knows sure. uh, doesn't know what we're talking about, they can at least see the article and maybe they'll figure out a way to. Hundred uh, percent, we locate can get that.
0: And and if you want to buy some trading cards, I encourage you to do it because I think it's a very fun and creative uh, initiative, and it's only helping the fishermen. And fishermen are having a tough time right now, so definitely check that out. I mean, that's the last thing I wanted to say. I wanted to talk about how, you know, seafood is often forgotten in Thanksgiving, but it was likely a big part of the Thanksgiving feast, you know, during the first Thanksgiving. And I'm glad that we were able to talk about fishermen trading cards. And uh, maybe that sparks some ideas for other people around the world to do something similar. So do you have anything else that you want to say before we sign off?
1: No, just again, the purpose of this episode really is I know we focused on Thanksgiving, which is specific to where we live and not all of our listeners necessarily live here in the United States. But this is an example of really try to incorporate more seafood into your diet. Sustainable, responsibly sourced seafood by continuing to find ways to integrate that into your family's plates is a really good way just to support the industry, keep it moving in the right direction and You can do that no matter if it's a special occasion or not. Just try to find more ways to incorporate um, seafood into your diet.
0: That's right. And if you're looking for resources to help you determine where to find seafood, what to look for, how to seek it out, there's a lot of resources on our website, www.aquaculturealliance.org. Check all the links out there. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast because we have ideas too. You can search our back catalog and find some Some uh, resources in our episodes, as well as The Advocate, which has a link on that website as well. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to reach out to us via social or email and leave us that rating and review. We will talk to you next time. Ciao. Bye.